Hello and welcome to Is This Anime? I'm your anime expert, Jack Metcalf. And joining us once again is Jordan Mitchell Love. Hello, I am taking over the airwaves again with Jack's permission. Pleasure to be here. And we are concluding, concluding the epic conclusion of conclusions to Tengen Topa Gurren Lagan. We're Take conclusion all- again. Con- conclusion of conclusions, multiple conclusions, because I also watched the fucking movie to this. I, I watched like half of it. I was like, I'm just going to watch part of it. And then I ended up watching like the final hour because it turns out um, that hour is just entirely action. So <laughs> it is all- pretty amazing. It is pretty amazing. And like, yeah, I mean, I, I love that movie where they just went, you know what? We love the pl- we love the plot, but everybody loves the action. Let's just extend that like 10 times. I was shocked. I was shocked. And again, we're jumping ahead. But I was, you know, I. I had watched the movie adaptation before, but of course it had been a couple of years. I for, I forget things and I was shocked. I'm like, okay, they probably just added like five, 10 minutes more to the action. It's like, no, there's an entire hour and it's not plot. It's just the characters get new mechs because they're just like, hey, Viral gets a mech, Nia gets a mech, Yoko gets a mech and it's got boob missiles, uh, of course. Uh, well, you know, and it's it's like, it's like you know, uh, um, mech stuff, but with Oprah. Like, you get a mech, you get a you, mech, everyone gets a mech. The characters who died but uh, are, are no longer dead because of the changes in here, uh, they get mechs. Uh, and it's all, again, I want to say the word stupid because I think Gurren Lagan has a lot of heart. I don't think it's entirely stupid, but they are just like, hey, fuck it. Um, we're going to give it all to you. Um, anyways, I don't want to jump ahead too much because that movie really only covers the second half of these 11 episodes we're doing. So yep. uh, let's talk about episode 17 because episode 16 of the show is a recap episode. I did not watch it because uh, I had other things to do and I didn't want to watch a recap. Uh, I watched it. <laughs> Is there any changes? Is there any interesting details in this recap or is it just a recap? Um, not really. I think upon reflection, I think it was, it, it is a recap, but it's, uh, it's told, I think in a very good way, as far as a recap episode, it's, I think it's just more creative than, than, than most. Um, okay, what's the creativity? I mean, I love the idea that you have this sort of meta, uh, this meta idea of, uh, cause you have like the, uh, like someone writing with a pen in a studio, presumably one of the writers or the creator, just kind of, t- just kind of writing and doing like little, sum- like little summary bits and kind of hitting the high points of parts one and two. Um, and I just, I don't know. I, there's something about like making it kind of meta and making it different and adding like an actual real hand or a real pen. It actually like really, it actually really makes sense. Oh, they, hold on one second. We're going to pause for one second. <laughs> Sorry. That was my dog. She decided to bark. I didn't even hear her. Oh, great. Well, then that's going to make for an awkward editing. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, so, like, uh, the, the, uh, the, big, like me- the big meta moments with, with the pen, um, I thought it added a lot of really great emotional weight and kind of carried the, uh, the emotion of arcs one and two and reminded you of it. For, so, for example, like, it was very good about writing for part one and how energized it was and you know find, finding finding Guren, finding Lagan. but then when Kamina died it didn't write anything it was just blank and it stayed still and i just thought that that was like a really good way to sort of tap into that emotional reserves to prep people for part 3 interesting um so with part 3 which spans 11 episodes and also <laughs> a 2 hour movie um here's the deal time skip baby 7 years have passed we are now in Kamina city I love time skips. I love time skip in media. It's fun. It gives you a new status quo change and you can just go head straight to it. I love it. Time skips are dope. 
and it's a whole new it's a whole new slew of problems it's a whole new world that you have to get into where and i and again like we we already know these characters but we also get like reintroduced to them because like simon is now what in his like 20s um and he's like the supreme commander like what <laughs> of, I love of it. the human race it's great uh Rossiu basically is kind of like the, is kind of like the puppet master he's like the actual head of everything um, cause Simone doesn't really know how to do things. And Rossiu, like, this is where he really starts to come into his own, where he's just kind of a badass and handles all the good stuff. He's like, he makes Simone look good. For sure. Yeah. Rossiu, who we've kind of had to dodge about talking about, we can finally talk about Rossiu and why he's cool, why he does some sketchy things, but those sketchy things are what make me like him and what makes this, uh, portion part three. So interesting. Um, yeah. just a couple general thoughts. Um, Here's here's my take. I like what's effectively the first half. As much as I love the final battle in this and how much I hype it up, I think I like the first half of this more than the second half. I felt myself really invested. I kind of like the politicking that was very different um, compared to the previous two parts of the story. Um, I don't know about you. How do you feel? I, I think it's I think that actually brings up a really good point because we talked about, you know, parts one and two, how they kind of like subvert expectations and they sort of subvert those tropes because we went from like, you know, this very like action, he like, you know, this action heavy part one, very feel good to a very depressing. Oh, my God, what do we do without what do we do without Kamina? And then we kind of like build that up. And then ev all these characters that we thought were going to follow these very traditional arcs didn't. Um and I think, like, in part three, we're sort of seeing that again, but the plot this time is driving us as opposed to, like, losing, as opposed to losing a loved one. Um, I agree with you. I think that the, that the politics was very interesting because now you have people who, it's peacetime. So, you know, there's not really a whole lot of, there's not really a whole lot of uh, conflict during peacetime. So now it's, like, dealing with, you know, people's everyday troubles. Uh, now it's, you know, things things like people are worried about taxes people are worried about you know roads and construction and it's all like it it adds a sense of relatability to it that we all kind of experience because we're like yeah like most of us complain about taxes being too high most of us complain about roads like it just adds a sense of familiarity to us yeah exactly um you you basically said a line that i wrote down which is yeah everyone's forgotten how bad they had it before in the pits which rocio points out to uh, simone right. Right. Yeah, but then, yeah. you know, but while they're doing it in the background, like Rossiu is also kind of like they're talking about the 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 prophecy that Lord Genome gave at the end of part two and after it was defeated, which is the one million apes. Once they're on the surface, then the moon will come down and destroy us. Something like that. Yep. You said it. Yeah. Again, they're all kind of worried about this prophecy Lord Genome had. There's a whole council. Uh, Katan and some other characters are on it. Uh, yeah. I, I do love the first visual we see of Simone. It's him just, you know, backed up with paperwork. Because, again, it's it's so different. We had young Simone, plucky young Simone, who finally becomes this uh, heroic character. And then the first thing we see of him is, you know, him doing tax work. Like, it's just, and you can tell he just fucking hates it. I mean, like, because, again, who really likes doing taxes? Unless you're strange. I mean, if you love taxes, look. Props to you, like, if you're, if you're a certified person, uh, uh, if you're a CPA, whatever, that's fine, like, more power to you, but, like, my god, I, if I had to do that for a living, I, I would go crazy. Exactly. Um, we also get a fun sequence uh, where we, we see Viral, uh, and it turns out Viral's actually protecting humans who uh, didn't want to go to the city, they just want to live their lives underground, and he's protecting them. Mm -hmm. 
And so, and find, yeah. And Viral, no, you know, no, and Viral, he fights off uh, Ginny and Dari, the two kids who are now, you know, young adults themselves, kind of teenagerish. Yeah, and the, uh, and it turns out that like that basically they're being pulled out of there and pulled into the cities because you know Rossio is doing is uh, counting the amount of humans that exist on Earth again for that with that prophecy. So kind of like you're starting to see like some of the stuff that Rossio does is a little sketchy. Um, but it's kind of for the good of, it's kind of for the good of, of the species. Yeah. Okay. I just picked up on this. I just picked up on this. Um, the birth we get, which is, um, I just forgot the girl, Akio. She gives birth to her baby. Is that baby the one millionth human? Cause that's when yes. Akio's fuck. That's awesome. I just picked up on that, but I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I was today a- years old. Yeah, I was today years old when I picked up on that, but that makes a ton of sense and why that birth is so important. So, yeah, when this uh, when Kyo gives birth again, Kyo, one of the black siblings, Katan's sister, she gives birth and we're all happy. Um, but then um, Nia's skin gets all cyber. Uh, and then how does this work exactly? Is the anti-spiral king possessing her or what? The, some of the mythology still eludes me in this. Yeah, show. so so um basically what ends up happening is once uh the way uh is like once that one millionth human is born on the surface and is present on the surface that kind of activates a failsafe program um and basically it the anti-spiral which is this which was this sort of the what lord genome was really terrified of they activate it's or it's sort of like their their failsafe their nuclear their nuclear option of once a million humans hit the surface then this program comes into effect um and basically there's like sort of a programmed agent of chaos that is the representative is sort of like an artificial intelligence for the anti for the anti-spiral so kind of like their their liaison and in this case that liaison just so happens to be nia uh who simon and it's so sad and i and it makes me so sad because uh simon and simon had just proposed to nia and she had just said yes and it makes me really sad (laughs) Uh, so in episode 18, uh, it's revealed that Rocio is revealed to be communicating with a still living Lord Genome, but also he's like reconstructed Lord Genome's head from, uh, again, the mythology of the show. I, sometimes I think he's like a biocomputer. I think that's the term uh, okay. that, they, that they call it. Um, Nonetheless, and- it's, it's still cool. It makes, you know, Rocio come across as more than a little morally ambigu- uh, ambiguous, which again, I like that shit. It's cool. Well, again, it kind of ad- it it adds like a different flavor to it because like we didn't really again like Rossiu we we saw in like arcs one and two is sort of the more pragmatic side to Simon, and now we're starting to see that pragmatism really really play out when the stakes are really really high with a lot of different people because he's got to make this decision for not just him not just the team but for every human on the surface. Um, so like I understand that because they they basically reconstructed Lord Genome as a biocomputer as a head. Um, to get this information because he didn't tell them enough. And by the way, I love the fact when they kind of like reactivate the bio, the biocomputer that is Lord Genome's head. And the very first thing he does is yawn. I <laughs> love that. I'm just like, I, I, cause again, like you're keeping the, they're keeping the humor of like parts one and two. And I, that just made me so happy. I was like, what? Okay, cool. That's, that's really dope. Um, so anyways, Nia, Nia possessed by the anti spirals or whatever, or as the Herald or fuck so bad with these terms anyways she broadcasts this message um saying saying that the uh the moon will hit the earth 
And then Rocio, he wants to be all sneaky. He wants this info hidden. But uh, Catan bursts in to say, yeah, everyone saw it already. So fuck. Yep. So now there's panic. People do not react well to the news that the world is about to end. Um, Rocio gets hit by a rock during one of the protests. Um, Simone, Ginny, and Dari do save the day. uh, But the general population is blaming them. And then Simone is placed under arrest, which puts Simone at odds with Rocio. So... Which is we get super cool. It's cool again. It's fun when we have you know friends turned enemies. Um, you don't want those friends to stay enemies uh, for forever, but it's definitely fun when you get a little you know um, what's the word uh, to quote a movie we like, uh, Gurren Lagann Civil War. Yeah, it's uh, a <laughs> yep. It's it's you know they both want what's best for for the planet, but their but the methodology is different. Yeah, so we get like riots in communist city, and then. <laughs> To satisfy the populace, Rosiu puts Simon on a trial, and he condemns Simon to death, which, hey, not cool, Rosiu. Dude, um, my dude. It's like, uh, aw, but he was your buddy. He was your, your bro. Bu- uh, I do, again, Katan being one of the best fucking characters, um, he gets riled up about this choice that Rosiu makes, so at least Katan's on the right side. Um, anti-spirals do attack, so Rosiu lets Simon pilot the Gurren Lagan. And then uh, a girl named Kinon, uh, she joins him, and she is strapped explosive to her cockpit to ensure that Simone obeys orders. Which is, again, like, it's, I love that they have taken these characters that have been kind of built up quietly on the sidelines, and then, and then they get their time to shine. Because Kinon is one of the Black Sisters, like, is Kitan's little sister. And she was, like, the quiet one of, the, of, of parts one and two. I, and I, she kind of hung out in the background. And, like, now she's all of a sudden just got this, like, incredible personality where she's, like, Rossio's, like, number two and is completely devoted to him and his cause and believes in what Rossio is doing. I didn't even pick up on that, bro. I knew, I was wondering why there were only two black sisters mostly in frame. It's usually Kyo and her other sister. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. Kyo, Keenon, and what's the other one? I'm blank. I'm blanking on uh, uh, another k- 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 name. Damn, that's know, that's know. awesome though. That makes uh, Keenon even better. The fact that she's See, one. This of the is black why siblings. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here to help you out. You're welcome. I expect a. I expect a Venmo. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I just again, like I love that they've taken these characters and kind of cultivated them very quietly in the background, and then just give them their moments to shine. And like, and Keenon, like she, in my opinion, she's probably one of probably one of the best like unsung like div- unsung supporting characters like in this show i don't think her character art gets enough credit um because like she just kind of comes out of nowhere and really comes into her really really just comes into her own and being really supportive and going against her big brother um and going against her family um in their in their belief system like because that takes a lot of courage and that's something that you again you see that a lot in real life like you know siblings and family like stick together but then sometimes there's that one sibling that that kind of kind of goes in opposition to them and that takes a lot of courage so like i love her i love her character yeah it's it's awesome and again like that's the thing when you have background characters you're not sure which ones to pay attention to and then yeah you rewatch the show you discuss it with a friend and you're like oh okay that's how it all connects. Um, so we get Simone and Viral in prison. Uh, Simone fights a rooster man in the prison showers. I love the rooster man. And the rooster man, like, he's been, like, defrocked or whatever. Is that the word? When, like, you're defeathered? Yeah, something. like, he's had his, like, wings taken away. And so, like, he can't fly anymore or something. <laughs> I and, love yeah. it. And, and, and like, Viral. Yeah. 
Oh, and Viral's reason for saving Simone is because I'm a beast man, the sight of weak, pathetic beast men makes me sick. Yep. Uh, and also, can I just say something? Is uh, and because this was released, like you know, like I, uh, like I said, and I think part one, like I watched this kind of live under less than um, <clears throat> uh, 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 up and up means. Um, but you know, this is around the time. Uh, this is around the time of Family Guy. So when I saw the chicken fight versus the, oh, the man chicken versus that versus that, I immediately drew references to Peter Griffin and the chicken from Family Guy, and like I don't know why, but I but immediately when I saw, it, I was like, oh, this is a Family Guy. Um, and so like now, and cause there was a, a small part of me that always wonders, like, did they get inspiration for that from family guy? And, and now I will never know. And that makes me sad. Yeah, that's so maybe, yeah, maybe. I mean, family guy is a pretty popular show, even around the time it came out. So who knows? Yeah. I think a lot of, yeah. a lot of, you know, Japanese creators, uh, have an affinity for, for Western media. So who's to say family guy isn't as much an influence as star Wars. Um, Katan, <laughs> he fights off a bunch of anti-spirals on his own with just a shotgun. Um, and it looks like this might be Catan's final stand, but, uh, you know, we'll talk about that a bit later. But yep. Again, Catan fucking rules. He's such I a good I love character. him. He's such a good dude. I love him so much. Um, uh, but we're going to have to wait to talk about him a bit more. Um, as Rocio evacuates the citizens of Kamina City, Simone and Viral are left to rot in prison. But Yoko finally makes her return and frees them. And then in episode 21, it's a Yoko heavy episode. Um, yeah, it's we get to find out what she's been doing the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what is this? Oh, my God. Uh, first of all, Yoko has a quote where, where she talks to like possessed Nia and she says, so I don't see you for a while and you have to turn <laughs> into a boring old bitch, Nia. <laughs> I was like, wow, like, I remember seeing that and be like, oh, it is one of the best character in like one of the best character reintroductions yeah. or introductions in the whole series. Yoko fucking rules. And it, it's good to kind of take her off the table for a bit because you're like, oh, shit, what's Yoko been up to? And it turns out uh, one year earlier, she uh, decided to fuck off and become a school teacher on a small island. And she says she wants to guide the new generation of children who were born on the surface. Mm-hmm. And she assumes, uh, and I she uh, assumes a pseudonym as well. Uh, she what is her uh, teacher name? It's uh, Yomako. Yomako. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Yomako. I don't have it written down. Fuck. Um, anyways, a pair of beastmen they attack the school um, toward um, after Nia's broadcasts uh, because they're like, hey, uh, you know, the world sucks. Why not just you know pillage it until we all die? And then Yoko goes wild on them. She gets a big fucking action sequence. Yeah. Which can we talk about that for a second? Because like, you know, you, you saw Yoko always being like really badass, but like you never saw her take on uh like uh uh gunmen by herself. And in this, she decimates two gun two gunmen super really super super easily with nothing but a hoverbike and her rifle. Like she- that is so effing badass. Holy god. Yep. Um Fuck, I'm just thinking of like how how shitty fans would be like, Yoko didn't train. She was a school teacher. Fuck, I'm like, fuck off. She fucking rules. No, she's still training. Did you not like the that bit? There's a there's a bit earlier in the episode uh, in the flashback where um, I think it's the it's the boy um, that she helps out in, um, earlier. Nakim, mm-hmm. um, he rec- you know, they're they're, you know, talking, they're looking, doing a history lesson mm-hmm. and he looks and he actually notices, you know, the uh, team Daigurin. And notices Yoko and is like, that looks like our teacher. And then all, and you know, 
him and a couple other people are gossiping in the back about that. And then all of a sudden, you just see this piece of chalk just fly and land and indent itself into the wall. And then you just snap back in, and uh, and Yoko slash uh, Yomako is sitting there going like, oh, you know, it's okay. And like, you know, just like nothing happened. She's got her like, you know, she's like reading a book and she's just casually like tossing a piece of chalk, just being like, make sure you study. And I'm like, that is horrifying. She's like the most horrifying homeroom teacher I think I've ever seen. Because like, if you don't study, you'll get a piece of chalk in your in your head. <laughs> I love it. Um, so after this flashback ends, Simone leaves uh, prison and Catan tosses Simone his drill because, again, Catan fucking rules. Like you do. Yep. And then uh, Simone, he asks Viral to join Gurren's uh, cockpit. And then he gives us this fucking baller of a speech. We embark on the winding spiral path. The paths of man and beast intersect. Join with the... Join with yesterday, foe. Join with yesterday's foe and smash fate, and grab tomorrow with our own hands. Destiny combining, Gurren Lagan. Fuck, man. This is just this is it. good shit. This is good shit. I love it. And like, uh, and you know, ah, oh, and it's so good because you know now we've now we've kind of like again we we see like this really great arc from uh, from Vira. Like you know, in our in arc one, he was more like a uh, like a straight up villain. In arc two, he was like villain turning antihero, and now here, he, and now here, we're we've seen him like start off as an antihero in part three, and now he's just solidified becoming a hero. I, I only took I only took one note for episode twenty two, so you might have to help me out because all I said was Gurren Lagan combining with Rosia's uh, ship is the shit. I mean, it, it truly is actually like that's basically like the whole that's basically like the whole thing where because basically they're trying to stop they're basically trying to stop the moon from plummeting from plummeting mm-hmm. down. Um, so like they just kind of so you know they just kind of they basically just like combine uh, they basically just like combine um, into uh, and they what is it it's called Arc Guren Lagan yeah because exactly. They discover this giant ass ship underneath Kamina City, which was, uh, um, which was uh, Lord Genome's one of his uh, trump cards. And using spiral power, Simon basically just transforms this ship. Which, by the way, like we, I know we don't get like a, a sense of feel for it, but it's like several kilometers long or like a few miles long. Like it's a very big ship. It can house, uh, they said, I think three hundred sixty thousand people. That is insane to do that. Like the average cruise ship houses like five thousand people. Like, just think about that for a second and how effing big that is. And then Simon's just like, nope, we're just gonna transform it into a giant robot. Like, that's insane. Um, and then basically what happens, which is effing crazy. And then they find out that the moon, the moon that they have all kind of figured out, the moon that they've been like trying to figure out how, you know, what's gonna happen, like how is the moon gonna crash and, and kill us, the moon <laughs> is a gunman like it's a giant ship um and so simon and lord genome tells simon that and basically simon uh comes in uh he uh has gimme and Dari take over the controls of the arc and lagan uh to go so that he can go into the moon and basically take control of it and once he's there and once he's there he tries to base uh to basically um uh turn off the moon essentially with it with his drill and nia appears um, and tries to stop him. And uh, this whole time, Nia has been kind of opposing him and saying that the anti-spiral will get rid of him. And we sort of see this change in Simon, where he basically is like, "Oh, I understand. Like, why? I understand. Like, why you've been appearing at these key moments is because secretly you've been fighting this whole time, and you want me to save you. And that's what happened. And you know, 
anti-spiral and Nia says, no, I haven't been doing that. How do you know that? And Simon says, well, because you haven't taken off my ring. And then we glance and we realize that the whole time she's had the engagement ring on, um, which I think is just really, really nice. And then through that, then she gets out of the way. Then she gets out of the way. And then we find out. Uh, and then she gets out of the way. And then the moon transforms into Cathedral Terra, which is a ship the size of a moon. I it love is it, a man. ship the size of the moon. I love that. This show, man. Um, this show, man. It's fucking dope. It's fucking and dope. And we're not even done. We're, we're still done. a few more episodes left, and we've got a we, ship the size of a moon. It's got its own gravitational pull. We have five episodes left, and there's also a movie that takes us to another level. I, I like you. Like I love how. And again, they've done such a great setup with parts one and two. Where, you know, we were introduced to this world and it slowly builds and builds and builds and builds. And like, you know, this is something that the Marvel Universe has done really well to a point where, you know, when you have, you know, a you know, in the Marvel Universe, you have a giant purple dude who wants to grab like some jewels and basically get rid of half the universe. You believe it because they've built up this world in in Gurren Lagann. There is now a, an, a moon sized ship. And we believe it because they have done such a good job just kind of constructing the world and kind of bringing us along for the ride and gradually building us up. And I love it. Yeah. Again, <laughs> it's only episode 22, guys. Uh, it's only any more details on this because, again, I took the least amount of notes. I promise you guys I'll, I'll get everything back on track after this portion. <laughs> it is it is it is good. Um, I, 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 I love it. And then I love episode 23 as well. Cause like yes. that, that's where we start to get into some more good, into some more good stuff. Viral joins the council, baby. Viral's one of them. And, uh, yeah. Kitan once again, being the fucking best says you were picked by Simone. That makes you the same as all of us. Like, I love that moment. I like, I love that moment. Okay. So again, I'm going to get really Marvel nerdy for a second. Like, yeah. um, cause like, you know, it, this, that moment with Kitan, because uh, where he lets he lets Viral know that he's one of the group and it's just total acceptance. It's kind of like when uh, in an Avengers Age of Ultron, where they're not sure about Vision, um, that character, and they don't know whether he is uh, whether he's you know good, bad, whatever. And Vision talks about stopping everything. And then all of a sudden he presents Thor with his hammer. And we've established that only those who are worthy and who are just and who are true can pick up the hammer. And no one else has been able to do it but Thor. So for Vision mm -hmm. to do that, and it's just such a simple, it's just such a simple visual cue where you go, oh, cool, Vision's Vision's one of us. That's dope. Kitan does the same, does a similar thing where you know we're just like, wait, we're just supposed to accept him, and it's like, no, you, no, Simon handpicked you, therefore you're gonna. It's like, cool, Kitan's word is law. Hashtag Kitan is Kitan's word is law. I love it. Uh, we also learned the anti spirals. They used to be spirals, but they believe spirals could destroy the universe. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Okay. Um, and then someone, we, we learned that some, we learned that a little later. We talk more about like what spiral energy is, like what spiral energy is, and what spiral life forms are. We like Lurgenum talked about it a little earlier in the arc, but like basically, spiral energy is evolution in a nutshell. Um, okay. Again, this stuff, yeah, this stuff. It's funny, man. I'm a character guy. I'm 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 playing a game called Xenoblade Three. It's fucking fantastic. But then I start to get on my phone when I start to see them talk about like plot stuff. I'm like, all right, this is just a bunch of nouns. Um, I like character <laughs> moments. I like character. Mo like, again, it, it it's funny. I I I am anti. I told this to you before off the script, but like I'm like anti canon. I'm just like I want cool character moments. I want stories. I I want to see cool things, but. 
Um, the mythology, the, th- the mythology of a s- series is always the least interesting thing to me. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. It's just fucking uh, nouns. It's, yeah, it's, it's fucking words. I mean, basically, like, I'll, like, um, I'll just kind of break it down, like, really, really quickly. Like, basically, um, spiral energy is seen as evolution. And, like, their whole belief, and the anti-spiral's belief is that, this, you know, everyone will get so evolved that they'll basically just, like, destroy, destroy the universe. Um, and so through that, um, they talk about, you know, beastmen and actually what, and the way that evolution happens is through, um, is through, uh, um, procreation, through, ha- through producing offspring and that, and, you know, um, genetics kind of mixing and them just kind of, and, you know, people just evolving and, you know, son, sons and da- sons and daughters and NBs pa- surpassing their parents and passing it on from generation to generation, each generation getting better than the last. And, you know, the whole thing with beastmen is that beastmen are cloned. So they don't have any spiral energy. They're just kind of, they're done, um, which is kind of sad because we talk about it where, where Viral really can't, contri- he can contribute as far as piloting in Gur and Lagan, but he can't really contribute as far as, um, as, far as spiral energy. Um, but now, basically, they found, they've, essentially, <laughs> I love Liron, like how he, how he summarizes, like, you know, how, like how he summarizes the whole thing. Because like, you were talking about like, oh, it's just words, it's plot, whatever. Everyone on team uh, on team uh, Daigoren, like they're like they're hearing the explanation from Lord Genome and from Lidron about like what ev- what it is and what spiral energy is and and literally Lidron just says basically guys like lo- like you know uh, love does love it love changes the universe that's it and everyone's like oh I get it now and I love that explain I love that explanation um, love and basically I I love it and basically like. The anti-spiral like wanted to hold, uh, and the anti-spiral have basically hidden themselves essentially in another dimension um, that basically we can't see. Um, but because, um, but because I'm a huge physics nerd, so like I, uh, whenever I talk to people about like you know quantum physics and stuff like that, I point them to this episode because it actually explains quantum physics kind of well for a show. But basically, like it's something where like something doesn't exist in quantum physics. It's basically like something doesn't exist unless you can see it uh, unless you've already seen it but if you haven't already seen it then it doesn't exist that's kind of the catch-22 so that's their reasoning that's why they haven't been able to attack the anti-spirals but now because nia was wearing that ring that we mentioned earlier um they've seen that ring so now they have basically like like a locator for her which is essentially a gps signal where they can just jump in and be like okay cool we can basically track her uh track the anti-spiral through the ring and we're going to go do that because love conquers the universe and we're going to go save Nia and we're going to go save the universe because the anti-spiral want to come back. Um, and then we get into the dark part of the episode, which makes me sad. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's talk the dark part, which also has some happiness. Um, so Rosu, he returns to his old pit and meets with his elder and uh, they have a laugh about the holy book because it turns out it isn't even readable and probably just some junk. And hey, isn't that what all religion is? <laughs> I mean, ooh, hot, hot take, sir. That's a hot take. Uh, I was raised Catholic. <laughs> I can say that. Uh, raised, quote, quote, raised. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, but again, it's a fun character moment with Roshiu meeting with his, you know, old mentor and stuff. Uh, and then it gets dark because Roshiu decides to uh, kill himself. And then the opera music plays. You know, shit's getting dramatic when that stuff plays. Uh, yep. But then Simon saves the day. He punches Roshiu so hard he no longer wants to commit suicide. And hey, if only it worked like that in real life. 
Yep. And again, like it kind of goes into that whole physics thing of like, it, again, like this is so great how they're demonstrating like this rule of like, well, you can't be, you can't go to a place that you haven't already been to. And like, you know, Simon has already been to where Rosiu grew up. So basically through dimension tricks and magic and the power of love, they basically just like go through dimensions and essentially just appears. And I love that Simon, Simon basically just punches him in the face and says like, let's see you grit those teeth mirroring what Kamina did to Simon, you know, all those years ago. And it's just so wonderful. And it's, and again, like it's that symbolism of, you know, Simon saying, look, I understand the stuff. Cause we learn like he did all this stuff because he thought it was best, but it just killed him inside. Like when he can, like we find out from Kinon, like when he committed like Simon to death, like, uh, uh, sentenced Simon to death, like he sobbed. I mean, like he sobbed. He had to make these really hard decisions for the betterment of the species. He was basically, you know, sentencing thousands of people to their death, and it just weighed on him, and he just felt like he failed everybody. And for Simon to come in and just say, dude, fucking punch you, like, shut the fuck up, like, you, like, you, you made a mistake, get back up and let's keep going. And it's like, oh, like, I still love you. And it was just this moment of like, oh, I still love you, like, I understand why you did it, and it's, and it's okay. And I just love that about Simon. He's just so, he's so goddamn hopeful. I love it. I love it, man. This is a good show, and we still got more to talk about. Um, so there's a fun shot. There's a fun shot of Lord Genome explaining what they need to do while Catan and a bunch of crew look dead overwhelmed with the info, which is like me when I watch this shit. Like I said, the mythology of, of things in general eludes me. It is basically they just kind of need to like go into like the probability mode of it and they and they basically just need to zero in on Nia's um, ring and then through the power of dimensions and magic and love they will be able to go into the into the anti-spiral dimension and find them. Boom. Sure, sure, I'll accept that. Uh, <laughs> words, old, old, <laughs> words and plot. Words and nouns. Um, old Coco, he reveals the thing he's been ironing was in fact Team Digeron's old flag. Um, and so they put on that flag and guess what? We now reach the point that the show opened up with and we get super galaxy die Gurren. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and it is so God, it's a, it's the size of a moon. Again, they have to go in order to get to different parts of the ship. They have to freaking teleport. They have to freaking teleport. I mean, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'd like, it is literally think like the death star, everybody. Uh, but like, but instead, it's like a giant, a giant cruise ship with a face on the front. It is freaking massive, and I love it. And it's just a beautiful design. I freaking love this thing. Yeah, I love it. Uh, episode twenty four and twenty five are the bummer episodes. Um, this is where there's some Get action. There's some ha- there's some action. But guess what? Uh, Zorthy. He becomes the first casualty. His his mech kind of gets crushed, and he's just like smoking a cigarette. And he's like, "Well, shit, guys, that's the end of me." Or you know, uh, how, this is how it all goes down. And uh, I didn't pay attention to Zorthy at all. Uh, but hey, I, I love. He was like one of those cool. He was one of those cool Digeron <laughs> dudes who just kind of showed up and was like, "I'm gonna provide color commentary." I love it, and you know, any care again. You know, we we live in an age where where cigarette smoking isn't. Uh, uh, there's a lot of censorship in media regarding that because I know it's bad, and I don't smoke cigarettes. Disgusting, but I do like characters that smoke, and especially in anime, I think smoking's cool in anime. Yeah, <laughs> uh, in anime, it's cool. You know, Spike from Cowboy Bebop when he smokes his cigarettes, that's cool as shit. Um, another person called I. 
Iraq. It's like Iraq I, or Iraq. 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 Him and Kid, they go down as well. And then the Afro twins, Jorgensen and Balenbo, they go down too. Oh, I mean, Jorgensen uh, and Balenbo are definitely the most memorable of, of the five casualties in this episode. Because again, they got out. They're Afro twins. That's so pretty dope. It is true, but like they're also like saving Gimme and Dari because like, you know, they their mechs kind of get messed up from basically these anti spiral like like drone ships. Um and so and so Jorgen and Bodingbo, like they basically take their mechs it like take Gimme and Dari's mechs and try to get back to the ship. They realize that they're not gonna be able to make it. So they literally just chuck the mechs and then and I love how they how they leave it off, how they just go in and they go attack the drones. And like as they're being blown up, they just laugh maniacally. And I'm just like, that is so that is such a way to go. That's such a badass way to go. But God, man, sadness. So I guess we can talk about the movie uh, in this portion because the movie cuts out the deaths of everyone but Catan, um, which is a controversial change. And again, I I like the movie for its action and there's some fun additional scenes, but that's if if someone made a Snyder cut or some shit of the mo- movie or like a, or, or or a specialty cut, you know, that's the thing. I would keep the supercharged mechs that we later see, where like everyone gets a mech, but then cut the ones from the characters who um, died in the original version, because the sacrifice yeah. does matter. You need to have stakes. Um, and maybe you can argue that hey, Katan just died makes Katan's sacrifice even better. But I'm like. No, it makes, you know, I think the fact that, yeah, you're going to lose people on this, like, galaxy-defining mission. I mean, the fact that they didn't lose even more people is kind of impressive. Yeah, and, like, honestly, like, not, again, not to sound like a, a, like a dick, but, like, but Jogan, Barimbo, Zoti, Iraq, Kid, like, they were all, like, they were all sad, but they weren't, like, these incredibly important characters. And, again, it's that buildup, and I, and I will agree, because I... I didn't I didn't rewatch the movies for for doing this podcast but I have watched the movies like several times and I remember seeing that and just and and for me like you know it just kind of felt hollow because you know you get kind of you get used to the fact of like oh this is a place with real stakes because they had the balls to do to to kill off you know basically their main character in episode 7 8 um you know with Kamina so like why why kind of shortchange us by you know kind of kind of keeping you know killing off killing off a lot of supporting characters in the series but then keeping them in the movie made no sense yeah and i mean other pieces of media have done the remakes where it's kind of like everybody lives i'm a big fan of the video game final fantasy 7 that video game is currently in the middle of a remake project itself although the game is actually a sequel um and it it's heavily suggested that they're probably going to undo the most famous video game death of really? all time yeah, but I like. Oh, oh you, no, I like it because it's kind of like Evangelion, where they're like, "No, we're taking the story in a new context. This, this is this, this is a not a what if story, but it's a new way to examine a story." And also, okay. I think, and also, it's a lot of the original crew returning to the original directors coming back for the game. So I get that they wouldn't want to spend ten years of their life remaking the same thing. <laughs> I mean, that is understandable. They, 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 you know, will Aerith, spoilers alert, Aerith dies in the original Final Fantasy VII. Um, will she die in part two, which it seems like they're suggesting will cover that material? Um, maybe, maybe not. It's probably, at the very least, however anything happens for that iconic scene, they're probably going to switch it up because they're going to end it on Empire Strikes Back moment. But again, it's like, you know, and also the Evangelion remake movies that aren't actually remakes, but they're actually sequels. 
Um, those are things where like changing elements like that makes sense to me because there is like a new reason there, there's going to be a new thesis statement for whatever this story is. But yeah, Gurren Lagan is that the movie version of that is just like, okay, here's, here's the true ending. Here's the, where you, where you do the right thing in the video game and you get the everybody lives thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, I get it. I understand it, but also like, you know, life doesn't always work out like that. It doesn't. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited for the new Final Fantasy VII part because, again, I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they will do it. Maybe they subvert expectations by playing this trade. Um, oh God, that would be awesome. It, I, I, I'll like it either way. I like nonsense. But yeah, like this this version of this story just being like, okay, this is the uncut uh, happy version where you got 100% in the video game. That I kind of don't like. Um, but as a result of living, they get to uh, get turned into some cool toys, which I'm sure was part of the important part, too. Hey, got him! Got him! Merchandise, merchandise. Uh, like they said in Spaceballs, merchandising, merchandising. So we're on episode twenty-five, the the third last episode, and um, Ginny and Dari. Hot take: the best episode. It's, the it's best pretty fun. It's pretty my fucking best, dope. My favorite episode, personally. Anyways, um, Ginny and Dari, um, they're pretty depressed, and Katan tells them the reason uh, Jorgen and Balambo gave their lives is because that's what they wanted to do. So don't feel bad foreshadowing foreshadowing how katan might feel about a certain decision yep uh, uh we learned that buta the uh the space mole whatever you want to call him he is an abundance of spiral power and he powers up the gurn lagan because any creature no matter how big or small has spiral power and hey even the smallest of creatures could be filled with spiral power mm-hmm. and it's um, and they're trying to get out of this you know it started in episode 24 but they, they're trying to get out of this essentially like super dense space like it's space that is so dense that it's turned into water and it's basically pulling them down to a point where it will crush them uh a la like if you go too deep in like too deep in the in the ocean um and they basically are trying to fly up and they find out that they really can't so their solution is to they basically find this generator that generates all this anti-spiral energy super space stuff at the very bottom and so their solution is to basically go down there shoot a missile to basically get rid of the protective shield and then sh- uh, and then destroy this generator that will help them get that will help them get out that will help them like get out of this this nasty situation. Yeah, and Katan he finally gets to uh, kiss Yoko, and you know Yoko says you're doing this because you want to. I can't stop you. The death flags are all all being uh, raised for Katan, and. Uh, yeah, they've got to do this, like, you know, they've got to break through this one wall or whatever. Again, it's mythology. It just makes no sense to me. Yeah, it's well, because it's this whole it's this whole sense of um, of him wanting to of basically they're trying to shoot these missiles down into the depths and like they they don't have enough time. They don't have enough time because like in like less than five minutes, basically, this, the ship will be crushed and um, Kitan and basically yoko and kitan make the decision that okay you know one of us like we're gonna go down there um and basically open it up ourselves and shoot it at close range and destroy it because that's much more reliable and that'll be much safer and yoko is about to volunteer but kitan beats her to the punch and then that's the that's the thing there and i gotta say like even just talking about this like it makes me tear up because if i want to get inspired and if i want to watch an amazing an amazing like send-off of a character i watch this episode um it's so emotional it's such a great great arc for Keaton, and it's a hell of a way for him to go out yeah 
Uh, his quotes are fantastic. He says, you know, I ain't saying some showy shit like see you later or some crap. They goes out with, you know, this is Simon's soul, Team Guy Gurren's soul, humanity's soul. And actually, this is my soul. Do you seriously think it's going to be wiped out by the likes of you? And then I, I, I can't give that type of scream. But he says, King Gatan, Gigadrill break. Yeah. And then, you know, as he dies, he says, oh, actually, this is the power of the spiral. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. Because it's so cool because he he steals one of one of Simon's drills, which which has broken, which has never happened before. Mm. And then while he is saying that that incredibly epic speech, the drill transforms and it and it's repaired instantaneously and it grows and it transforms into the King Kitan Giga drill break. And we've never seen that before with anyone else other than Gurren Lagan, other than Simon. So it gives this illusion of, oh, anyone like anyone can do this if they if they want to work hard enough and that they if they want it bad enough and i mean i just i lost it the first time i saw that i i i bawled like i bawled because i love Keaton. he's arguably probably one of if not my favorite character in this whole series but again it just proves that anyone can do whatever they want if you just if you just believe in yourself and if you work for it and i love that message Anyone can use the force, at least until George Lucas made midichlorians to explain something that didn't need explanation. Uh, I know, man. <laughs> and then it's funny because people are like, why is Ray strong? She didn't train. Well, first of all, she trained. She was on a she was on a deserted planet for like 20 years. That's a lot more training than Luke Skywalker did, who just had a family for 18 years or whatever. But also, you've been given the out of saying she just has a higher midichlorian count. It's the easiest fucking out there is for us. For explaining why a character is strong, you know, and maybe she's it's, maybe she's that. Nope, she's Palpatine's granddaughter. Uh, I fucking hate that again. Uh, last 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 Jedi had a good setup. I maintain that there was such a good I, setup for for hot, how that hot movie. Take, hot take, but I do agree with that. It's, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm very. I've talked about it on this podcast. I'm very pro Last Jedi, and I'm very disappointed. Of even though the, I do like some Star Wars content that has come out since, I am disappointed that uh, the promise of newness. Um, that Ryan Johnson's Star Wars ended with uh, has instead been like, no, we 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 must give you all the legacy characters because uh, if you don't see a character you recognize, how do you know what the story is? And uh, uh, yep, there's a there's a guy who <laughs> who reviewed the uh, the sequel trilogy and he gave the greatest summary of the sequel trilogy I've ever heard, which is it is the most reactionary movie series he has ever seen. Um, episode seven was made in reaction to the prequel trilogy. Episode eight was made in reaction to episode seven and episode nine was made in reaction to episode eight. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Yes. And it sucked. I mean, Colin Trevorrow, his version probably would have somehow been bad because he's a bad director, but he at least the difference between Trevorrow and JJ is that Trevorrow at least thinks he's like a Ryan Johnson level talent. So he at least thinks kind of on a version of his level, just like maybe a crappier version, but it's still consistent ish. Like, you yeah. know, you get, you get the, the book of Henry is a shitty version of uh, whatever Ryan Johnson would do. I know. It's like, <laughs> it's a very misguided version. I mean, again, Ryan Johnson's like, again, people who say Ryan Johnson's a bad director and writer. I'm like, bro, he like directed the best episodes of breaking bad. He made movies people like he's got, knives out money now you know, he's he's proven you know maybe he makes story choices you don't like i can't force he's you to like the he's made looper and i had one person say looper is a bad movie i'm like no one fucking said that when it came out everyone fucking loved it i was there for looper's it it's an amazing movie Dope. It an I, underrated movie i mean yeah and poor jg 
JGL who doesn't do a lot now. Oh, he, no, he's got he's, hit record. He's got his company. He's got his hit record. But does anyone know what a hit record is? <laughs> it's a company it where exists. he um, creates art with people, I think. Yeah, it's it exists. Uh, anyways, uh, what were we saying? Um, uh, Katan died. Katan died. Simone accepts Katan's last wish. And we get Super Galaxy Gurren Lagan, which yeah, fucking awesome. Um, the spiral gives everyone the, the anti spirals. Uh, is this how it works again? Correct me on the mythology. Does it give everyone a peek or at least uh, some of char- some characters a peek at their desires? Is that what he's kind of um, doing? Yeah, basically. So like what, like with, with, with transforming it into the, uh, a, a super galaxy Gurren Lagan, like it's, um, basically all the anti spiral energy that was this super dense, like super dense, like space stuff what um has been reverted because it's kind of like you know it's, it's kind of like physics there's matter and there's antimatter you you know one you know one can you know it kind of balances out so it all transforms into spiral energy it all transforms into spiral energy and so simon has basically been trying to produce this spiral energy to basically transform this moon-sized spaceship into a mecca to break to basically get to the anti-spiral home world um, because they've been bounced they've been kind of bouncing around up until this point and so you know they use this they use this power to they use this new new spiral energy that that Kitan has basically given his life for to transform to basically uh has given his life to transform this spiral energy to give them the power to go to Nia and to go to confront the anti spiral directly fantastic um so Simon in his vision he's on a heist with Kamina Yoko is a bounty hunter saving the day um oh yeah okay we're sorry i got i got messed up so yeah so now we're talking about like okay so now we're talking episode 26 that was my bad yeah i got uh, okay yeah um no so yeah the uh the whole thing with with that sentience um is essentially sentience causes you to have self-awareness and if you have self-awareness basically the anti-spiral like kind of traps you in this sort of sort of like loop of like an alternate an alternate universe um and sort of, yeah, and it just traps you in an alternate universe. And they did that, and they kind of held off on that because they weren't sure. There were a couple like anomalies for for um for for um for the team Digeran for this spiral for the spiral species that we that we have been following. Um, and it turns out because basic, and it turns out that basically you know it was because of Buta of all people. And then once they find out uh, with Buta because he does this rapid evolution, then they trap him in this. Um, essentially, it's a I'm, it's kind of weird. To, it's kind of weird to say it, but basically, like the the whole idea of the spiral of the spiral is like they know that like the growth of like galaxy is essentially. I'm reading this directly from from the episode. Um, the uh, the voice of the anti spiral claims that the spiral power, which which only thinks about evolving, will conclude in the destruction of the entire universe, and it explains that it's the power that connects life and the infinite power of the universe. The growth of the mega galaxy is proportional to the growth of life and developing forms to gain more spiral power as evolution. However, this power is uncontrollable and it will lead to a black hole that will return the universe to nothingness. This is the spiral nemesis. Essentially what it is saying is we're craving power, which is in this case evolution. And then what it comes out and then what it comes down to is we will crave so much power, so much evolution that it will supersede everything else and will basically destroy everything as we know it. And that will cause the destruction of the universe and it'll go back to nothing. You know, kind of like what's happening now with climate change. 
<laughs> that got dark. Uh, that got dark. Anyways, I like the visions because it gives the characters no excuse to confront their inner selves, and we get to see their desires. Yeah. Because um, uh, again, this makes this shit makes visions and characters seeing their happy times makes more sense to me than mythology. Um, we have a great so when Simone kind of snaps out of it, um, he's given the drill, the tiny drill by uh, Kamina. He opens up, which in the sh- in reality was like the kind of um, container that had uh, Nia. And fuck, what does he open up again? What is what is revealed? Is it's basically it- just a container for his uh, for. It's basically just like a container, like for his drill. I think. I think it's oh, like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the friends we made along the way. But anyways, yeah. it leads to leads to a great quote, which is "Get going, Simone. Just don't get distracted by the what ifs, should haves, or if onlys. The only thing you choose yourself. The only thing. The only thing you choose is yourself. That is the truth of your universe. Don't forget, my universe is the universe that's in here. It's not just me. These bozos too. Uh, too. And then. Uh, you know, he says, hey, when did you get taller than me? Which is like, oh, shit. Simone has succeeded Kamina. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's it made me fucking well up with tears. That's such a. Oh, my God, man. Simone is taller than, than Kamina. It is so it is so good. It is, I love that whole scene. And, and, again, um, and you get to say goodbye to Kamina. And uh, we do see the other dead characters in the background. But in the movie version, they add a moment. Uh, where Catan gets a moment. It turns out Catan's been witnessing this whole thing, and uh, he's like, "Hey, don't forget about me." And then uh, Kamina pretends he forgot who Catan is, and Catan uh, gets mad. And then uh, Kamina is like, hey, "Hey, I still remember you, buddy. Of course, I remember you." Oh, that's cute. I forgot about that moment. Oh, that's cute. It's- we love those throwbacks. Well, what the hell? We'll move Anyways. move closer, sir. Anyways, shirtless Simone, yo. We get shirtless Simone. Also, how did he save Nia again? I still got that confused. Fuck mythology. Um, basically, using that sense of like uh, love and locating the ring, um, locating the ring. He locates the ring with uh, with Gurren Lagan and basically uh, teleports through the ring and uses it as a portal um, to come and confront the anti spiral directly. I love it. I'll pretend I understood that, but sure. Uh, we do get shirtless. Simone. Words and nouns. We do get shirtless Simone. Um, also in the movie version, there's a lot more nudity with Nia. Um, they really sex up her torture scene. Uh, you do you do see her boobs in uh, her sh- um, cockpit scenes because, again, she's wearing Simone's jacket. And, uh, yeah, the team of Guy Nax is just like, fuck yeah, we, we, we can show boobies in this one now. I mean, you know, because it is a movie, so they get, do get to do that. They, they can do that. I liked how Cowboy Bebop, I mean, it does have... The, the movie version has the creepy scene where the guy cuts um, uh, Fade's shirt, but they actually don't go all the way, which I'm like, okay. That, it felt like a scene that was just added into the movie to begin with because the, the, you know, the studio was like, you gotta have something, but they kind of, they resisted enough not to show it all. Which I think is actually in, in a lot of ways a lot creepier when that stuff yeah. happens. Um, yeah. But yeah, this one, this one you get, also I do... When, prior to Katan's death, when we, when we get Yoko in her like uh, you know T Team Galaxy or whatever suit it is, you know very very sexualized over the top, and Katan's nose is just bleeding and he's clearly distracted by it. Which oh my god, yeah, like that outfit. I keep, I always forget that outfit and like how it's, how impractical it it would be in real life. It's ridiculous, but you know they do lampshade it with the fact that you know Katan is super horned out by it at least. 
I mean, you know. Yeah. Oh, poor Keaton. They know the fandom. Anyways, this battle, it is so big that the people on Earth can see it in the skies. And then the intro music fucking plays. And you know, if you're watching an anime, when the intro music plays, that means shit gets real. This is this is the this is the Tengen Topa Guren Lagan uh, that the series is named after. This thing, this mech, is not the size of a moon. It is not the size of a planet. It's like the size of a fucking galaxy. Like they battle on galaxies, which again is really ridiculous. And the movie version, like we said, everyone gets a mech. The characters who aren't dead now get mechs. They all get badass mechs. And the movie version, they're literally throwing galaxies at each other. It's so ep- It's so epic. And see, like, I'm, I'm, I'm more familiar with this with the TV series version. Yeah. But like, it's even the just the TV show version is just so freaking epic, and it's so all over the place. But you're just like, you know what? I love this. Let's just go for it. We've already we've come this far. I've talked about Gurren Lagann on the podcast before. That's why I had to do it eventually on, at this point. And when I say this is the finale, uh, the final battle that all other anime and video games and whatever I uh, compare to, this is it. It has to be as fucking big or at least as friendshipy as the final battle to Gurren Lagann. Truly. It, it really does. And I'm right there with you. I compare every single ending of every single anime to Gurren Lagann and, and it needs to hold up to those expectations. Otherwise, I'm very sad. The game is good. I wish that movie had color. I wish it didn't have to be fucking Battle of Pelennor Fields Grey. But um, <laughs> maybe, maybe Secret Wars, who will have a different director, won't... won't... I just saw the Russos. They're, they're re- Again, I like Captain America Civil War, but they're like, we made the movie great because the characters are morally ambiguous. I'm like, fuck off. Fuck How do you really feel? How do you? Yeah, it's. Uh, man. I like that movie. I like it. It's got good fights, but don't make things gray. Let's see colors. Colors are dope. We do like colors, and and colors, colors are are pretty. And it helps us distinguish characters and action. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm pro color. Anyways, you get a fucking dope speech from Simone. We evolve beyond the person that we were a minute before. Little by little, we advance with each turn. That's how a drill works. Love it. Um, and then one of the guys, uh, he is the wife of, uh, he is the husband of Kyo. Um, Dayaka. Dayaka. And he, isn't he also Yoko's brother? He's like, I think he's, because he, he's the head of Leitner Village, which is where Dayaka and, uh, and, uh, and Liron and, uh, and Yoko grew up. Like, he's okay. the head of the village. Yeah, okay, gotcha. So he's probably the same family or clan or whatever. Anyways, um, because he gets a mech in this a specialty mech in the movie version, he does say a lot. This is his weapon. His, his special move is, I got the best wife in the universe swing. Yep. And he says the same exact thing in the TV series. Uh, oh, and it's awesome. It is so awesome. And, like, and his wife like sees it on Earth. And you just, she just has this moment where like, oh, I'm just such a, pr- I'm just such a proud spouse. And like, I just... I love it. Again, it's so ridiculous. So ridiculous, but we love it. Another great speech. This is the, this is the speech that ends, ends the battle. Mark my words. Drill will open a hole in the universe, and that hole will be a path for those behind us. Dreams of those who have fallen. The hopes of those who will follow. Those two sets of dreams weave together into a double helix, drilling a path towards tomorrow. And that's Tengen Topa. That's Gurren Lagan. My drill is the drill that creates the heavens. That's good fucking writing, guys. 
that's fucking cinema. That is movies. That is story. And also the music that accompanies it. Fuck. Take that's notes, DC. Take notes, everyone. Take notes, Marvel. Take notes, DC. Take notes, uh, Kong versus Godzilla 2. Fucking everyone. You have to... God, it's so fucking earnest. It's so earnest and pure and good. And it somehow makes a mecha show about drills have like a thematic resonance. Oh my god. I, I, think, I think you are one of the very few people... I think you're probably like the first person I've ever met who, is, who gets more excited about Gurren Lagann than I do. Which is saying something. Because like, I'm sitting here being like, oh my god, it's great. Oh my god, it's great. And you're over here just like... Have, just like just like high on high on on Grand Lagan, just being like, oh my god, it's the greatest series ever, and like I'm just like, yes, it is amazing, and I'm I'm almost kind of countering. I'm your down. I'm the downer to your upper, um, because like it is. It's I've so goddamn good. I've literally got the music in my head right now as I'm saying this shit because again, it's such a good intro song. Again, I you know I normally like it when shows uh, change their intro up after like every 13 episodes, but no, Grand Lagan fucking earns it all for all 27 episodes. That theme song. It's fucking good, man. The show, it's good, but hey, it's so good that it uh, has an ending that uh, Gendy Tartakovsky ripped off because uh, they've saved the world. Simone, also, oh, before before we get to that part, um, there's another ending difference in the movie. So, first off, again, brilliant, brilliant piece of action as as Simone is defeating the, the anti-spiral king or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, his mechs are coming apart, and he's constantly, each mech is tossing and turning into a smaller mech until it's only, um, fuck, what is it? Is Gurren the small Lagan. It, La, yeah, until it's only Lagan. And in um, the show, Lagan uh, pierces the anti-spiral. But in the movie, um, what happens is um, Simone and the anti-spiral, they have a fucking fist fight. And the animation style gets super gritty and, you know, kind oh, of right. oh. oh, I also forgot the fucking Spiral King also. It's like, or um, Lord Genome also becomes, like, part of the Galaxy Die Gurren. Doesn't he, doesn't he, like, create a power-up? He gets, like, a fucking body somehow? Yeah, because, like, once they, once they enter the... Because basically they're fighting in this, like, essentially, like, this galaxy, this universe that the Anti-Spiral created. And they're, like, basically thought... As they said, like, you know, thought becomes mat- thought becomes reality. And be- and through their power, their collective power, like, Lord Genome basically has a body. And I know in the TV series, like, um, they're kind of overwhelmed by the Anti-Spiral's power. So Lord Genome basically breaks off. Lazeng- his, his mech, Lazengan, makes a comeback and takes this energy that the anti-spiral threw together that's the equivalent of like a big bang of anti-spiral energy and lord genome sacrifices himself to convert it into spiral energy for simon and the crew that's the tv version does it differentiate in the movie i forget call that but that makes sense sure anyways it's cool as shit it's cool as shit <laughs> you know lord genome again friend uh foe turn friend uh Help saving the day. And yeah, so there is a fist fight between uh, Simone and the Anti Spiral, where Simone, of course, um, fully defeats the Anti Spiral with his own uh, little drill that, you know, first started this whole story. So that's the thing. It's like poetry, it rhymes. Um, but even though the day is saved, because um, Nia was what, like Anti Spiral energy or some shit? Yeah, she was part of she was part of the anti spiral energy, and and we find out like after the anti spiral was defeated, um, they proceed. 
basically because she was a part of the anti-spiral energy she was a part she was a part of it uh she, it was just kind of a fluke that she was a hu that she was human she was created from anti-spiral so like as we get going we have this wet like we have this wonderful wedding where simone and nia finally tie the knot and it's this beautiful shot where everyone's there um everyone's excited and congratulates them and then they kiss and then there's this beautiful exchange where um simone says you know uh simone says nia i will never forget i will uh i will never forget you um and nia fades away out of existence um and it's really sad it's sad man also in the movie version there's a there's an extra scene where nia's writing a diary which she gives to yoko and there's an extra uh narration so it's it's nice it's an extra nice moment between uh nia and yoko i also love the fact that yoko wears a suit to simon's wedding it looks very nice right yoko's dope um roshu officiates the wedding and then yeah she fades away, and um, there's a very subtle change in uh, Simon's expression in the movie version. And um, his eyebrows are kind of raised, so he's kind of smiling. It looks like he's kind of smiling in the movie version. Or no, in the <laughs> show version. In the movie version, they, they um, put his eyebrows down, so he looks a bit more sad. So it's like, you know, he's got a bit of a smile, but, you know, he's still, he lost his wife, man. Lost his wife. It's very yeah. sad. And right at the beginning, and yeah, I forgot that Jindy Tarakovsky ripped that off for Samurai he, Jack. He God damn it. His, he rips his fucking ending off for Samurai which again, it goes back to um, a lot of uh, American directors ripping off anime because they know people, they know the majority of people watching this just won't pick up on it. Gary um, mm -hmm. Aronofsky, who again, we, we talked about it on the podcast before, but um, it turns out he didn't even like own the rights to uh, Perfect Blue. He's just let that rumor persist. And then fucking, one, there, there was an unearthed interview with Satoshi Kone where he got kind of mad that Aronofsky wasn't like helping him finance his films. Cause he's like, bro, it's like, you know, you claim to be a fan, but you're not actually helping me out. And I'm like suffering trying to get money here. Interesting. Yeah. Again, it's American. It's Aronofsky American. Yeah, he's American. I, he, come, he comes across as kind of looking british -ish just because of his kind of, you know, style, but. Um, yeah, oh man, you know, Nolan, Nolan took quite a bit from Paprika, um, and I just saw a note, which has a, a couple of Kira and Evangelion references. I, I have heard, I have heard that, so, um, oh, I'm, I'm eager it, to so watch I it. I, I have, I'm, it. I know, I'm, I'm eager to watch it, so. It is a good movie, I enjoy it a lot, the more, and I, you know, it's, without spoiling it, I'm like, you know, he just made a movie, there is no analysis needed, and then I read some good analysis i'm like actually no there was like a lot of depth to this and i was happy but, that there wasn't it just wasn't, well it's jordan like, peele like his films are his films are always really good but there's there's so much nuance and there's so much behind them so not surprising yeah nope is much more nuanced i do like the fact that it's not as again i, I like get out and us but those messages are you know up front uh and this one he kind of peels it back which you know i think was intentional i think he did want to dial down on it just to kind of prove himself in some ways um, but of course he can't help himself because he's a smart person. So there is, there is a ton of subtext. Damn right. Yeah. Um, Jordan feels good. I'm not on the Jordan Peel backlash train yet. Like I am with, uh, Taika after seeing Thor 4. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen that? It's a bad movie. I have not seen that one yet. I'm so behind on movies right now. Um, I, I have heard, I've heard mixed, mixed thoughts about, there's, about Thor 4. There's some people I know who like it and, you know, good for them. Good for them. I wish I liked it. <laughs> I wish I liked it. I'm not like saying tech is bad. That was so passive. That was so passive aggressive. There are some people who like it, and I say good for them. I wish I did. I didn't want to hate it. I was excited for it. I paid money for it. So I'm day one. 
Can't say I they can't say I'm a hater. I fucking gave him money. Damn it. Um uh, okay. Uh yeah. Gurren Lagan. Nia dies. Nia dies. Then... <laughs> I feel like this is I feel like that's a that's the thing. Where do we come back to? Oh yes, that's right. A character died and we're really sad, so we need to talk about something lighthearted and then come and back then, to the death. And then we get a time skip, our final time skip, because there's only like five minutes left. Uh, does I forget is with the structure she dies and then it goes to credits and then we get the uh, the kind of epilogue. I think so, yeah. Because in yeah. in the epi- in the in episode twenty seven, um, basically Simone walks away from because because uh, uh, Diary he basically talks about how well why don't we you know why can't we use the power of the spiral to bring them back why can't we use the power of the spiral to bring everybody back like Nia and Kitan and everybody Kamina and um. Yoko basically says, you know, he, you know, Simon's not God, like, and you know, their their deaths will be in vain. And base, and even Simon is like, well, if we do that, then if we bring them back, the people who's like the people who sacrifice themselves, they'll just get in the way of the next generation. Like, we need to honor that. We need to honor their sacrifice. We need to honor. We need to honor that they've passed on. And basically, just saying that, you know, don't interfere with, like, don't interfere with the natural passage of life. Yeah, we have the power, but it's much. It takes much more strength not to do, not to do, to be selfish basically president um, and then he walks away president rosu we see him um did, you, you watched the the original japanese did his uh voice actor have the same voice as the narrator like old rosu so how it worked was um i think if i remember correctly yes okay if i remember correctly yes yeah because in because in it like i was like oh it's um because like i remember the first time i watched it, i thought it was simon's voice who was the narrator? But no, it's Rosiu. Like the the voice actor who plays older Rosiu is the narrator for the episodes in Japanese. Hey, Rosiu is cool enough to be narrator. He deserves it. He gets to be president of the world or some shit. Good for him. Um, right? Because because Simon is like I, he's like I, he's literally he walks away from presidency after the wedding and is like he's like I he's like someone better than me needs to go needs to needs to walk through the holes that i have dug needs to walk through the hole that i have dug and i just love we, that we get older yoko but they don't show us the face of older yoko which is that sexist or what uh, they don't, they don't oh. dare show us the the, the oh. crone face a little bit kind of i feel like it is. and also i kind of don't like that she's like oh she remained single after losing like two lovers i'm like fuck off she was only like 28 yep not e- not even like you know not even i think she was not like 21 22 yeah exactly so like fuck off it's like i get it katan 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 was a funny dude but come on she could do better than katan anyways <laughs> right seriously you know she's yoko she's like the, the greatest woman in this world so i think that's a bit of sex i'm gonna i'm, gonna, I'm willing to say that I agree, and like you see all these other small characters like um like the 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 young child that um that that y- that yoko was looking after um oh my lord i'm blanking on the kid's name um but he's now like a pilot in this new thing and he's actually going off to this summit um to this summit to basically like meet with other spiral races to basically see how they can like you know preserve the universe and how they can you know like take care like take care of take care of things and you know not n- you know make sure everything stay make sure everything is is good and wonderful and happy um you have liron who looks the exact same 20 years later <laughs> which makes sense i feel like liron liron takes good care of himself i mean you know that that skincare routine though yeah and then yeah and then you have uh the that final scene where where simon um an older simon 
who we don't know uh basically helps a kid um helps a kid like open a coconut a fruit with a drill um and he talks about you know oh he's and you just have this really beautiful send-off and it's just really great and buta shows up at the very end um and it's really lovely i i love that the send-off for the whole series is this very gentle and quiet moment um because after that epic fight scene like you know it's nice to have that just moment of respite and that moment of peace um and it's just a great way to end it's just a great it's like a nice little nightcap like it's just a great it's a great way to end a terrific terrific series quote the show ends with the line the lights in the sky are stars stars where our spiral cousins are waiting for us Mm. this show is dope this show is dope and guess what it leads into a sequel no it doesn't (laughs) and now and now this um i um i i do gotta say like one of my favorite moments so like the two moments that made me that made me ball my eye well technically three one was um the moment where kitan died i bawled uh moment two was when nia died also bald but that moment where they're all being shown the alternate realities um the moment that caught me off guard and they're all being shown those alternate realities and they're both being snapped out of it was virel's alternate reality where he had a wife and he had a kid i saw that and it, it was like it was a gut punch um, because again, we find out that the beastmen aren't cl- are clones, so they can't reproduce. He can't have a kid. Um, so he and because he's now immortal, he will literally just go through life just being the exact same. So like, and for him to just voluntarily lose, like you know, give that up, I was just like, oh my god, it's such a gut punch, such a gut punch. I had to mention that. Towards the end, let's get into it. I think the answer is fucking obvious for this, but uh, cue the music. Allow me to elucidate ya. The name is Robert E.O. Speedwagon. Um, you're not just joining in. If you're coming in on the final part of Gurn Lagan, what the fuck? Watch the other two parts. But we're gonna talk about our Speedwagon. Uh, for Gurren Lagan, part three of this, and let's face it, it's also the speed wagon for the entire show. Um, yep. It's Katan! He fucking rules! My rewatch was very much, uh, it was very pro-Katan. Um, I love him. I think his arc is fucking great. He, he serves the speed wagon purpose of, you know, being a supporting character, moves the plot along, doesn't get to, you know, be the main guy, but he, you know, he shows up, he kicks ass, and he leaves uh, just a little bit before the story ends. He's a fucking speed wagon, all right. Yeah, I mean, my speed wagon character is, is going to be uh, Viral. Um, I was going to go with Kitan, but you beat me to oh, it. Sure. Viral, he, he started off as this, you know, an- this antagonist, um, became an antihero, and became a hero, and someone who, while he can never be the main character, um, literally never can be the main character. He is just the ultimate. He becomes like the ultimate cheerleader and 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 buys in, and buys into everything. And I I I love that about him. Um, and he has some of the best intro music as a villain ever, ever. So that's my speedwagon character. Final thought: Tengen Topa, Gurren Lagann. I mean, I think. I think we've had a pretty extensive conversation about this show for the past three weeks. We finally got to talk about what we fucking wanted to, what we've been holding off on. This show is fucking good. 
every piece of media should aspire to be as good as Gurren Lagann. Uh, I mean, you know, I love the show The Leftovers. Would The Leftovers uh, be better if um, fucking Carrie Coon and Justin Theroux and their children all uh, reunited with friendship and said, this is The Leftovers, uh, let's beat uh, fucking... Did you ever watch The Leftovers? I fucking love that show. I got like long ass time ago. It's one of my top three shows of all time. I fucking love it. I, I love need to it. revisit it now. It's a good show. It's a good show, but this isn't the leftovers podcast. But what I do think is if they conquered uh, whatever the rapture was, then that would have been a good fucking ending. Right. Um, I love it. But yeah, this is, this is how anime should be. It's fucking big, bold, it, you know, it does it. It's great animation. There's only 27 episodes. There's no, no filler all killer it's fantastic and you know it's you know i mean i know there's toys of it i i kind of want them but i don't make enough money to buy that new fucking 200 300 uh multi transformer style style one i think it's like, coming out in november or some shit looks oh fucking God. dope looks fucking dope maybe 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 if i ever like book a fucking act a big acting job or some shit i'll buy that but I don't know, man. What can I say about Gurren Lagann? It's fucking awesome. We've talked about it for three weeks. This is this has been a fantastic podcast talking about the intricacies of Gurren Lagann. It's good. Watch it. Watch it again. Listen to the theme music. Um, it will. It's again. It is the standard for finales for me. It's just this is how everything yeah. should end. Yeah, I mean, just to echo that, like it is. There's a reason why this anime has stayed in my top three and it has kind of alternated with cowboy bebop as like my favorite anime of all time, you know, 15, 15 plus years later. Um, it is, it's beautiful. The characters are incredible. Uh, as you said, it is, it is the benchmark for all anime and what all anime and animation in general should aspire to be because it's fun. It's got great. It's got a great message and incredible, Incredible cast, incredible writing, incredible direction. Um, I loved her quote, no, all killer, no filler. I love that quote. It's just, it's such a goddamn great series. And it's one that I recommend to anyone who is a fan of anime and animation in general. And if you have not watched it yet, it should be on your bucket list and you should watch it post haste. Yeah, the mecha genre um, is not for everyone, but I think the fact that, you know, they did a mecha show um that was like a coming of age story and i know evangelion also uh is a less positive coming of age story about a person just getting more and more depressed until uh, uh movies that are remake but actually sequels finally finally get the character out of his depression <laughs> but that's a whole nother fucking thing uh, again this is a more coherent story than ava and certainly an easier story to get into because it and is it's not- just more fun yeah, it's more fun. I mean, Ava Ava is just saying, fuck you for you enjoying it. It's like, fuck you. How dare you watch the show and enjoy it? Basically. Which I like. Basically. I like, we're going to cover Ava at some point on the podcast. It's the white whale, but uh, someday, someday. But again, it's, yeah, Gurren Lagann is the polar opposite. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel good about life. You want to just, you know, take life, you know, again, every step we take, you know, every minute is, uh, is another advance. Like I said, I mean, anytime I need a pump, anytime I need a pump up for myself, I literally still to this day, like I have a pump up list on, on, uh, like on my, uh, on my, uh, on my Spotify, on my Apple music. And like, 
um the intro for for Gurren Lagann is 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 there um i used to like i have like the original soundtrack like i anytime i need to pump up i just listen to one of those music and i just i just get goosebumps and anytime i have a little extra time i put on episode 25 watch what Keaton does and it just inspires me um to just do great things you know you know my drill is one that shall pierce my drill is one that shall pierce the heavens like god damn i mean just make like get your shit done let's do it it's a great fucking show watch it there's a Gurren Lagann video game. The, the series has also appeared in the uh, the import-only series due to licensing issues, uh, Super Robot Wars. I've played all of the uh, the Singapore versions of Super Robot Wars. They're kind of like tactics games. Um, they're fantastic. Gurren Lagann's appeared in one of them that I've played. Um, and it does have the Catan sacrifice. Catan, as a unit, permanently dies. Although, thankfully, if you've upgraded him before, you, you, you get your up- upgrade points refunded. So that was kind of the... Um, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, but I did buy the game solely for Gurren Lagann. Although it turns out the story doesn't really... The game's like 50 levels long, and the, the Gurren Lagann story doesn't really kick in until like the last five, which was a bummer. But hey, good, good excuse. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gurren Lagann, fantastic thing. They should make a fucking video game of Gurren Lagann. I don't care if it's uh, <laughs> been many years later. I just want to see cool mecha action. Agreed, agreed. And it would honestly make a great effing video game. Yeah, and hey, if they want to do a non-canon, everyone lives version of a video game, I'm kind of cool about that because it's a video game. So why not just make it as insane as possible? Uh, love it. Yeah. Anyways, Jordan Mitchell Love, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on uh, Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram uh, uh, at Jay Mitchell Love. That's with three L's. You can also uh, look me up on my website, uh, www.jmitchelllove.com. Like you can find me at uh, Jack is Jack on Instagram, only real Jack M uh, on Twitter, and for the podcast at Is This Anime Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, again, more active on Insta. Even I gotta work more on the Insta things, but hey, uh, life is hard. We're all trying to do things. I'm trying to balance 18, maybe not 18, more like a dozen different commitments right now. Fuck. Life is hard. We're all gonna, you know, burn up in the sky, but hey, as long as we can watch things like Gurren Lagan, it's all worth it. Bye. Bye.